We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Jumbo. Jumbo, yeah. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode number 40 for October 5th, 2020. And this week, we are going to take a look at the different lands, pavilions, areas, whatever you want to call it, for Disney's Animal Kingdom. You know, I think it'll be fun because I, I was looking at a park map the other day and didn't realize how many different um, areas there were. And so that got me thinking that we hadn't really talked about it. So we're going to give a little bit of a rundown on all that. But first, we have our cheddar from the big cheese. And as just about everyone knows, what we're saying here isn't anything new, perhaps, but... Um, it was kind of a hard week for Disney this last week, wasn't it, Soph? It was a very hard week, so I'm going to let you deal with that. Yeah. So, um, you know, last week Disney announced that they had to lay off 28,000 employees because of all the fallout from the COVID-19 crisis. So, you know, the park's being closed and then park's reopening, but to lower capacity and not as many people visiting and all that, that just finally, it, it came to a, to an end, you know, it came to a, a, a point where there was no, nothing they could do. So, um, both Sophie and I and, um, Cindy, all of us on, on the road with Mickey are really saddened by this and, and it breaks our heart for all those that are affected and, and just, just like everyone else that's been affected with COVID, our thoughts and our prayers go out to everyone that's that's been affected by this. So, um, so hopefully things turn around for them much quicker and much sooner than they realize. But Sophie's got a kind of a cool piece of chatter, and it's not necessarily Disney related, but it kind of sometimes is. So, well. For those of you in the Orlando area, like me now, if you're looking for something to do for the holidays, you might want to check out the Night of a Million Lights presented at the Give Kids the World Village. All proceeds go to benefit the village. Check out more information at this link. I'm going to say it and we're going to put it in the show notes. The link is https colon slash slash www.gktw.org slash lights slash yeah um it's i'm thinking 
and, and it's it's all the proceeds, like Sophie said, are going to benefit the village. And of course, give kids the is synonymous with sending kids to Disney who are fighting um, life threatening illnesses. And so, um, so this is a huge benefit um, or a huge fundraiser. But I'm kind of thinking that it might be on a scale with like what used to be the Osborne lights at Hollywood studios. And so I'm thinking it might be worth checking into. Oh yeah. I'm looking at the website right now and it is like a winter wonderland. I'm sure we can find a way to squeeze a picture into the show notes too, or put it in the Facebook group even. Yeah. So, but, um, also related to the layoffs, um, we learned that our friend from the friend of the show, Yeehaw Bob, will not be returning to the River Roost at Port Orleans Riverside. And that's sad because, um, you know, we never got an opportunity to see him perform live. But, of course, we were we were honored to have him on the show in, in May. Um, and but this is a uh, this is the end of a 23 year career that Bob has working for Disney. So, um, so we're very saddened and we're sorry to hear that, Bob. And we know that you're going to be just fine. And just for the record, you know, if you've forgotten, remember that every Sunday night at 6 p.m., Yeehaw Bob is Facebook, um, he does a Facebook live show every week. And he's going to keep that up for a while. So check him out. You know, you can get a lot of the great stuff. Um, like a, all the good feels, if you will, from watching the show on Sunday night. So it might be worth looking at. And if you're not on Facebook, that's okay. You can still watch the show and connect to the show just fine without having a Facebook account. So, so anyway. And then lastly, um, you know, I want to try and close things out um, on a higher note. And I want to just touch on a little bit of leadership, true leadership that I saw from Disney. And this, I didn't witness this personally, but I, um, Nate, Nate Pester is, is a Disney, is a Disney, um, I guess you would call him a tweeter. Um, he has a YouTube channel and all that too, but he posted a tweet that he, um, that he saw Josh tomorrow. Um, was in downtown Disney all day, and he was apologizing to cast members. He was letting us vent, cry, and whatnot. And he probably would let us punch him if we wanted. And a lot of execs would stay home. But I have to credit Josh for facing the music. The guy looked absolutely defeated. And, you know, I think I, I think for, for a guy like Josh tomorrow, who... Um, who puts his heart, you know, into Disney, I think it, it, it speaks volumes that he has that much of compassion and caring for his, for the cast members. And he knows that things are going to be really rough for them. So, so I think that speaks volumes to the type of guy he is. But anyway, hopefully we can have some fun today. Um, but first, Sophie wants to go over a few things with us about how you can connect with us outside of the podcast. 
Definitely. As I was mentioning in the last tidbit of news that I shared with you all, I mentioned the Facebook group. I myself am not a part of it, but we want you guys to connect with us outside of the podcast. Tell us what you think of us, and there are many ways you can do that. You can join our Facebook group. We are very active on there, at least Daddy is. We also have a YouTube channel. You can leave comments for us there, and we can also be emailed at in info at ontheroadwithmickey.com. That is info at ontheroadwithmickey.com, no capitals. And you can even leave us a voicemail, too, on our phone, 919-799-8390. Come talk to us. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. All right. So that closes out on our cheddar from from the Big Cheese for this week. And like we said, we're going to be talking about the different areas of Disney's Animal Kingdom Park. And, you know, I call them lands, but I don't know if they're lands. I don't know if they're just um, what they are. But I'm going to call them lands from here on out. What do you think, so? Is that something? Yeah, I okay. agree. They're kind of set up like... They're kind of set up like the lands of the Magic Kingdom to me. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense to call them lands. Okay. So that's what we're going to do. And if you weren't aware, there's actually six of them. There's the Oasis. There's Discovery Island. There's the Pandora, which everyone knows Pandora. There is Africa. And there is Asia. And then lastly, there is Dinoland USA. So six lands... And they all have different things, and some have more than others, of course, but they all have um, their unique twist on things. So, um, so why don't I start us off by talking about the Oasis, and then, um, and then Sophie, you can talk about the next two or something like that. However, we want to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but in the Oasis, you know, the Oasis is found right after you enter the park, so it's almost like the equivalent of like Town Square in Main Street, you know? You can actually see the beginnings of it in Daddy's background. Yeah. Right to his left, you would be looking at him, and you would look to the right. Those trees right there are part of the Oasis. They're right after the entrance. Right. And the Oasis, um, actually, the Rainforest Cafe, they consider that as being in the Oasis, even though it's just outside the park, but they call that as being part of the Oasis. So the Rainforest Cafe, um, there's some exhibits that you can see, and you can see some animals and things like that. There's actually three different animals that they highlight there. The the Babarusa, the mm-hmm. Spoonbill, and the Anteater. And there's there's more than that, of course, in there, but those are the three that they highlight. And, yeah, um, of course and, there are ducks. Yeah. And you can see the Oasis exhibits, um, and usually they have some of the park rangers, um, cast members there that will talk about different things. So, so there's a lot to see and do, even though it's a small area, there's a, there's a, there's a nugget of information that you can glean from, from that one little spot. And then of Mm -hmm. course, if you're looking for, for gifts, there's the garden gate gifts, which, um, which you can visit before, or you can maybe schedule a time to visit that on your way out so you don't have to lug your your gifts through the park all day not to mention the oasis provides a really really nice area to sit and cool down 
My yeah. only problem with it is that it's so close to the entrance. So it's almost like it's there when you don't need it, and then it's there after you've been needing it. That's my only qualm with it. Right. Yeah. But it's a neat area. So, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. Oftentimes, I would, I'm just blowing right through it because I'm ready to get over to Pandora. Or I'm ready to to make that quick fast pass over for Expedition Everest, or over to Dino Land to see di- to see Dinosaur because it's Sophie's favorite. Oh um, sure. So so a lot of times I'm just blowing right through Oasis, not even thinking about it. But but you know what? There's a lot to see and do there. You know, and if you've got a if you've got a family member that wants to go to the bathroom. Telling them to meet you in the Oasis is perfect because they can do what they need to do while you all are checking out some stuff, you know? No. There are no bathrooms in the Oasis, I don't think. No, but you can have them meet you there after they go to the bathroom. Okay, that's true. So, anyway. Maybe TMI, but maybe not. I don't know. So, that's the Oasis. Yep, that is almost like the... I want to say it's the amphitheater or the grand foyer to the rest of the parks. And it is because if you want to get into the parks, you have to go through the entrance and you have to go through the oasis. And then once you reach the end of the oasis, you will cross over a bridge and that bridge will take you to Discovery Island. And there's a reason that it is called Discovery Island. Most people don't realize this, but it really is an island. And yeah. it is separated from the rest of the of the lands in the animal kingdom by a river that encapsulates it. And the river actually separates most of the lands from each other as well. So it's like the central hub of the entire park. And it features a lot of stuff there. It has some rides. It has a lot of gift shops and restaurants. And it features the Wilderness Explorers and our favorite ride, Daddy, It's Tough to Be a Bug. You know it. It's got to be my favorite. You know, like when when you get stung in your seat. And And when you get sprayed in the face. And the stink bugs and... Oh, gosh, there's just so much to love about it. It's a tough to be a bug. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there are also the Discovery Island Trails. There's the Flame Tree Barbecue and Tiffin's Restaurant. There's the Discovery Trading Company. And there are a lot of animal highlights there. And my favorite, of course, would be the otters. But they also have cotton top tamarins and lemurs, and they are all in relatively the same area. And so that is Discovery Island, and of course there are bathrooms there for Daddy. Yeah, because I have to go a lot. But um, but you know what's interesting is I don't think, even I, Sophie, and and, you know, I I sell Disney for a living, I don't think I realized that Discovery Island was actually an island. I just thought it was the name they gave it. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, know that before looking at the map? No, I never realized that. I think the moment I realized it actually was when we were there last time and the parade boats were coming along the river. And I realized, oh, 
those parade boats are the same ones that I saw over on the other side of Discovery Island. This is an island. Yeah, and that is interesting because you're right. Um, and it's the Discovery River is the name of the river. So, yep. all right. But, yeah, so, it's kind of cool that it's an island. And, yep. you know, your analogy of it being like the hub in the Magic Kingdom, where it spokes off to all the other land, that's really kind of cool that you thought of it that way. Because I don't think, again, I don't think I would have thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Well, there yeah. are four different bridges that you can cross from Discovery Island, aside from the one that leads from the Oasis. Which bridge do you want to cross first? I want you to cross the bridge into Pandora. All right. So... Veering off to the left and making almost a big U-turn, you will cross over a bridge that will lead you straight into Pandora, the world of Avatar. And that's Daddy's favorite one, so I'm going to let him do that one. Oh, okay. I was going to have you talk about it, but okay. So Pandora, um, as we all know, is based on the movie Avatar that, you know, by the way, um, just a little side note, James Cameron, who created the first avatar movie they're working on the second avatar movie and i think i read where he said that all the filming for avatar 2 has been completed it's just a matter of editing score yeah i like that is so cool to hear let's go (laughs) and you know it's funny because i never thought avatar would fit in I didn't think Pandora would fit in at Animal Kingdom. When they announced it was going to be at Animal Kingdom, I'm like, what in the world are they thinking? But if then you go you to Pandora. Watch the movie. Yeah. You and watch you, the movie and you go to the land. Sorry. Yeah. I'll let you continue. And and it's and it just fits in so perfectly. You know, that used to be the area that was Camp Mini Mickey. And um and they redid it into Pandora, and you've got a couple great rides. Obviously, you've got Avatar Flight of Passage, which is like your own, almost your own personal soaring through the world of Pandora. I mean, uh, yeah, Pandora. And um, and you've also got the Navi River Journey, which is an awesome ride, and I, I really like it. And you know, we didn't ride it last time, but I'm hoping we'll ride it this time. Coming up. Yeah. And then there's some food. Um, you've got um, one of the best quick service restaurants in Animal Kingdom, which is Satuli Canteen. And you've also got Pangu Pangu, which uh, we haven't eaten there. So I'm not 100% certain what it's all about. But I think it's more like a, um, I think it might like be a that- snack thing. I think it's that drink and snack stand that's right outside the canteen. Yeah, I think it is too. And then um, if you're looking for your Pandora and your Avatar souvenirs, you can go to Wind Traders and you can get some souvenirs there. So mm-hmm. um, so that's um, what's in Pandora. And it seems like it's not a lot, but there's a lot to see and do. And there's a lot to experience both during the daylight hours and as well as during the nighttime hours, if you get the chance when they're when they're extended hours back open to when Animal Kingdom might be open after a good sun after the sun goes down, then seeing the world of Avatar at night 
is a tree that you don't want to miss. Right, Soph? Right. And so when you're when you're leaving the world of Avatar and you're heading out, you've got two choices. You can cross the bridge back to Discovery Island. And you can then go wherever you want to. If you and if you're going to somewhere like Dino Land USA or something, then it makes sense to go into Discovery Island because Dino Land is to the right of um, Discovery Island. But if you are going up to Africa, you can either cross into Discovery Island and then take another bridge over into Africa, or it looks like you can also walk alongside the river up into Africa. Yep, and that will lead you right over to where the Festival of the Lion King's theater is. Yeah. And that is Harambe Theater, I believe. Yeah, I think it is. I think yep. you're absolutely right. Yep, so that would be Harambe Theater, and that is where my favorite Animal Kingdom show is. I love the Festival of the Lion King, and I was so sad when it was closed this July. Yeah, and it was. it is a great show. It is really worth seeing. And you know what? They're, they did a um, couple during the pandemic, during the closure, the cast for Animal for Festival of the Lion King did some of their numbers from home and, um, and put them on YouTube. And that was really neat to see. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you're jonesing for your Festival of the Lion King fix, you might want to go search YouTube for the Disney Parks blog channel. Um, to see some of the music of them performing because it was really kind of (laughs) cool. So what else is in Africa besides the Harambe Theater and Festival of the Lion King, Sophie? Well, of course, there are the Kilimanjaro Safaris. There's also the Exploration Trail. And there is the train station that will take you from Africa to Rafiki's Planet Watch. And yeah. Rafiki's Planet Watch, we had we had thought that it was its own separate thing, but actually it is part of Africa. And yep, it is an amazing place to visit. I don't think it was open when we went there this July, no. but it's a great way to get your kids involved in the conservation move effort. And you can also see another animal there that you wouldn't be able to see from the rest of the Africa land, land of Africa and that would be the hold on I'm looking for it I remember what it, it was I just there it is the piney woods cow and I actually believe that those cows are part of a petting zoo like area where you can actually go in and touch the cows they're very docile of course yeah. and you can even draw them, I think, in the new attraction. The, the way they have Rafiki's Planet Watch set up now is that you can draw the animals that you see. And the Piney Woods Cow are one of the animals that you can draw. Yeah. And, of course, oh, um, go on. Sorry, let me interrupt real quickly. Um, I was going to say, the drawing of the, of the animals, they, um, they have the conservation station which is where they do the drawings at now that used to be over at Hollywood studios. And, um, my buddy, Chris, who is a pixie like I am, he did a drawing cause he's there now. He did a drawing at animal kingdom of Zazu 
and it was really a cool um he did a really good job with his drawing so so that was kind of neat that that they had the same sort of setup as they used to where they would talk about how you get you know how you draw and what you do to make the the characters come to life on paper so mm-hmm and then, of course, there are the other animals that you can see at Africa. These are not part of Rafiki's Planet Watch, but they are part of the Kilimanjaro Safaris and the Gorilla Falls Exploration Trail. And there are a great list of them yeah. for the Kilimanjaro Safaris. There are the elephants, the lions, and the giraffes. Those are the ones that are specifically featured on the safari. And, of course, you can see other ones mm-hmm. like the Okapi and many, many others. I think yeah. we saw rhinos, both white and black rhinos. Mm-hmm. And then on and the... hippopotamus, too. Oh, yes, them, too. And Nile crocodiles. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot. on. You see a lot of animals on the um, Kilimanjaro Safaris ride when you go take the tour. So... Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And then, you know, like Sophie's getting ready to say, there's things that you don't see on the safari, but you have little areas where you can still check them out. Yep. The main ones being the uh, tarantula. Yep. Which is your favorite. Oh, yes. Totally. Me, the huge arachnophobe. <laughs> and the gorillas. Yeah. And the, and the monkeys, too. Yes, the, the monkeys monkey. also. But anyway, yeah, there's a lot to see and do in Africa. And when you leave Africa, where are we going now, Sophie? Are we just going to head over to Asia? Yep, we are heading over to Asia. And this is exactly what we did, I think, when I started getting hungry. We went over to Asia to eat because Asia has some of the best foods in the park. Yeah. And there's a path that just goes right from Africa. You just take it a short distance. I'm going to call it to the east yeah it is to the east um and that takes you to asia which makes sense Mm -hmm. because if you look at the globe africa is in the center and asia would be to the east Mm -hmm. so so we're heading east to asia and um you know there's several of our favorite things are in asia oh definitely Um, i think you can see exactly what one of them is one of them exactly which one is that one expedition everest of course and fun fact i am taking a new college class this Uh month because all of my classes are one month long so i'm taking a new college class and my professor on my first day of lecture he told us a story about his wife his wife is an imagineer and she helped bring Expedition Everest to life. Nice. She was hired to help build Animal Kingdom and that was a project that she worked on. That's awesome. That's so cool. I know. And in addition to Expedition Everest, which by the way is um that is Mommy's favorite ride anywhere. Um in addition to Expedition Everest, you also have the Cali River Rapids. Which, which is, is a, one of my favorite rides. One of mine, too. Um, Mommy doesn't like it because we tend to get soaked every time we ride it, which is kind of the idea. And she doesn't <laughs> like wet socks. Yeah. 
and then um like sophie said you've got the yak and yeti you got both the local food cafe which is the quick service part of yak and yeti and you got the restaurant so if you want a sit down meal you can order from the yak and you can make a reservation at the yak and yeti restaurant and eat there um and then also we have the anandapur ice cream truck and the only reason i mention it um, one, because it's really good soft-serve ice cream, right, Soph? Oh, yes, it's amazing soft-serve ice cream, whether it's free or paid for. Right, and I've got a story to tell us. Um, so in the 2018, I think it was, it wasn't last year, it was the year before, I think, we were at um, Animal Kingdom for Thanksgiving, and... When we were there, um, Sophie and I were like, you know what? Let's get some ice cream. And so we came to the end pour ice cream truck. But we didn't see anyone. We didn't see anyone there manning it. And then this person came over and she's like, can I help you? And I'm like, yeah, we're just wondering where we go to get our ice cream. You know, how we get in line, that kind of thing. And so she was like, well, what are you looking for? And so we both had ice cream in a waffle cone sophie you had did you have vanilla or did you have chocolate i had chocolate you had vanilla okay so there you go and so she said let's get two of those and they made them up for her and then i was like okay well we need to pay and she was like no it's our treat today and um and i don't know why except that she was it was a very cool gesture by her and it was super super neat and and it was, and even if we had paid, it still would have been just as good. But that was some really good ice cream that day. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was good. So if you ever need ice cream and you're in Asia and you're hungry, and especially if it's hot out, go check out the Anandapur ice cream truck because they will not disappoint. Nope. And then we have some, excuse me, we have some animal highlights We've got tigers, we've got bats, we got gibbons, we got Komodo dragons. Mm-hmm. We've got lion-tailed macaws, and we have other exotic birds. So. And then, of course, there are the chimpanzees that are in another exactly. area that they did not mention here. No, they didn't. But there is a section. It's almost like, gosh, it's in the middle of the water. And they have built this habitat for the chimpanzees. And I don't remember if they have a specific name or if the, if it's just chimpanzees. But um, but I remember it's, it captivated us because we were sitting watching them. And it seemed like we were watching them. The next thing we knew, it was a half an hour had gone by. And mm-hmm. Mommy was really drawn to them. And, oh, yeah. Um, and it was just so neat to watch them, you know, because they're having so much fun and just so relaxed, you know, just swinging back and forth and moving about and just having a ton of a good time. I'll find a picture because I've got a great picture of it. Oh, wait, um, they're not chimpanzees, they're apes. OK, well, I've, I'll find a picture and I'll post it in the in the post that goes up on on the road with Mickey dot com. So, mm-hmm. so you'll be able to see it. But um, but anyway, so that um, is Asia. And then lastly, we head around. We're heading east and then south. Um, 
and we're kind of curving around the water and curving around the little amphitheater that that they used to have the show there. And um, and where are we heading to, Sophie? We are heading to Dino Land, USA. Yep, and that's the last um, of our lands to talk about. Mm-hmm. So and you take it away, Soph. Dino Land, USA, I believe, is the smallest land that we have in the animal kingdom, aside from the oasis. I think Pandora is just a tad bigger. Asia and Africa are, of course, the biggest ones. But Dinoland USA, that one was, it used to have a lot more going for it, but recently it has taken a downsize. Mm-hmm. And currently the there are two rides left there, and those are Triceratops, Triceratops Spin and Dinosaur. Now you guys know how I feel about Dinosaur. <laughs> Triceratops Spin is a lot like the Dumbo rides that you can find at Magic Kingdom and the Aladdin Magic Carpet rides in in Adventureland. That is what Triceratops Spin is. But there are also some restaurants and some snack places and also a store named Chester and Hester's Dinosaur Treasures. I like it in there. It's the best part of the dinosaur ride because it's the exit. Yep. And it's a great name. I mean, anytime you talk about Chester and Hester, you can't go wrong. Oh, um, definitely. You know, it's funny because um, on the old Primeval World, which, by the way, has been closed. If you didn't hear us talk about that a few weeks back, they have officially closed it down. And they've I think they've already started disassembling it, you know, taking mm. it down. But, I have um, to wonder what they plan on doing with the space. I don't know yet. I haven't heard anything. But Chester and Hester are pro- are featured prominently on that old ride. Because you see them as you're going back, back, back in time, you know. But, um, but anyway, so Chester and Hester's is cool. And then you've also got the Restaurantosaurus there. And you got the Dino Bite Snacks. And you got the Trillo Bites. So... There's there's some fun little things that you can, you know, places you can get some snacks and things like that, and you can sit down and have some some food. Um, but like Sophie said, you know, it is it is lacking in some of the things that it, it used to have that it doesn't have anymore. I guess one of the things that um, that it's not really mentioned on the map, but um, but the um, place where you could dig for dinosaur bones was kind of fun and that was something that you did you enjoyed it when you were a lot younger mm-hmm. so i did so that was kind of cool and and it's still there i think it's still open or open when it's not covid you know but um but it's not really mentioned as much on the on the map yeah it's kind of it's kind, kind of, of out of the way thing. yeah yeah so because I, I think even after COVID is done, I don't think that parents will be wanting their kids digging around in a dig site for a fossil that's already been, well, pretty much found. I'd be surprised if there was anything left of that 
woolly mammoth skeleton to be dug up. That's true. But anyway, you know, I, I think you're right, Sophie. I think Dino Land, Dino Land USA looks like it needs some some love and attention. And it'd be yeah. cool. And, you know, one of the best memories I've got from Animal Kingdom is when we were there, one of our first years staying on property at Disney, and um, there actually was extra magic hours in the evening for Animal Kingdom. Hmm. And basically, the only part of the park that was open was Dinoland USA. And they had it set up with, um, it's middle, it's dark out, you know, because it's after dark. And they had a block party. And I've got pictures of you with Chippendale and with Goofy. And you had your big, you had your long ponytails. And Goofy had his long ears. And you did this. And he did that, too, with his ears. And, you can't uh, see it, but here's my hair. Yeah. And it's, it was just... It's the span of my arm. It's yeah. my arm length when it's down. So, and it was just a lot of fun. And so that was a kind of a cool memory, you know, of being there after dark and being able to be in a part of the area that you weren't really in uh, a whole lot. So, you're right. But that wraps up our feature topic for this week. You know, we've covered all six of the different lands. And I think, you know, we're going to plan on doing this also for um, for Hollywood Studios. For Hollywood Studios. And. And I don't know if we've ever really dug into the lands specifically at Magic Kingdom or not. You know, we've talked about a lot of things at Magic Kingdom, but maybe it'd be neat to talk about the lands there, too. And we already talked about Epcot, I would say. Yeah, because we cover World At this point, there's not a whole lot to talk about in Future World until they're done with the renovation. Until they update it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we'll probably leave that one for when it's all completed and everything's the way that they expect it to be. But, Definitely. Um, and who knows? Maybe we can talk about Disney Springs or even maybe Disneyland over in California. Yeah. Yeah, we can because there's, there's obviously several lands in Disneyland and in California Adventure, too, that we can talk about. Definitely. Um, and But for now... We're going to wrap up our feature topic, and we're going to move on to this day in Disney history. So, Sophie, what do you have for us for October 5th? I have something that I think fits absolutely wonderfully with the spirit of Halloween. I've already seen some of my neighbors decorating their windows, and I think that this will be great. And it is Disney's 11th animated feature film, The The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and it was released today, October 5th, 1949. It is that old. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And for those of you that are unaware, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad focus around two stories. One, The Adventures of Mr. Toad, also known as The Wind in the Willows, and it follows Mr. Toad. And you can ride his ride at Disneyland. He also used to have a ride themed after him at Walt Disney World, but that version would later close. And there is an homage to it 
in the pet cemetery of the haunted mansion you can see him as an epitaph up in the corner of the pet cemetery and it's a really good nod to him really subtle just the way he wouldn't have liked it exactly and the the ride that was at walt disney world became the many adventures of winnie the pooh mm-hmm. and so it's quite a contrast to the ride for mr toad and the many adventures of winnie the pooh it is very much a night and day kind of contrast <laughs> definitely and then of course there is the second part of that movie because mr toad only took up about half of the movie the first half and in the second part of the movie we go over across the ocean because mr toad actually takes place in london or england mm-hmm. and we go across the ocean to the colonial america where we see the legend of sleepy hollow which is a very very spooky folk tale about a man named ichabod crane and his run-in with the headless horseman whom you can see at the mickey's not so scary halloween party and the quote that is put in with this little tidbit of information actually refers to the legend of sleepy hollow don't try to figure out a plan you cannot reason with a headless man (laughs) so i would recommend going to watch it because i watched it and i quite enjoyed it and can't we see it on disney plus now you can see it on disney plus so so if you have disney plus and you don't know anything about what it is or what it's about there's an easy way to check it out right Mm -hmm. because you know, we have it on, on DVD as well, but um, but go check it out on Disney+, Plus. you know? You can even go, and I know of a different version of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow that is basically a visual reading of a book, and you can find it for free on YouTube. I actually like that version better. Okay. So anyway, do you have any other history for us this week? Nope, that is all I have, so I will hand the mic to you okay well it's time for our disney who's who character and since we are at animal kingdom i figured we should focus on an animal Hmm. let me think okay just try and guess the movie because it's based off a movie the lion king okay gotta guess for what character it might be what where are they on the food chain just take a guess I'm not going to answer that (laughs) (laughs) well I'm going to guess Simba you're absolutely right and see can you see it let me move my Oh, there he is Anyway, you are so right, Sophie, as you always are. Um, Our character today is Simba. I thought that was appropriate for since we're talking about the animal kingdom. And um, as we all know, Simba is heir to King Mufasa's throne. And he's been taught to respect all creatures, great and small. They are all part of the circle of life. Simba is curious about the world around him and eager to explore. 
He is mischievous and generally acts fearless unless placed in actual danger. He is also rather arrogant, thinking himself above Mufasa's majordomo, Zazu, since he will one day be the bird's king. When Simba's uncle Scar initiates a wildebeest stampede that kills Mufasa, he blames the cub for his father's death and convinces him to run away. Cast out into exile, Simba must fend for himself. With the help of his friends Timon and Pumbaa, he chooses a lifestyle of Hakuna Mutata. No responsibilities, no cares. Simba is desperate to forget his past, but when his old friend Nala appears, pleading with him to save the pride lands from Scar, Simba springs into action to take his rightful place in the circle of life as the Lion King. Two things of did you know? One of these I think you will know. Did you know that Simba means lion in Swahili? Yes, I did. Okay. Do you know what color Simba's eyes are in the early concept drawings? In the early concept drawings, I'm going to guess that they are a different color than the brown color that they are in the actual movie, so I'm going to guess that they are green. Close, but they were blue. Oh, like Nala. I think think it makes sense that they should be brown, though. Yeah, they are, because Nala's eyes are blue. Yeah, they are. So that's our Disney Who's Who character. And then lastly, our Walt Disney quote. And I am quoting this based on all of the all of the sad cheddar that we had. Um, that's why I picked this quote from Walt Disney. And he says, and I quote, I always like to look on the optimistic side of life, but I am realistic enough to know that life is a complex matter. With the laugh comes the tears and in developing motion pictures or television shows, You must combine all the facts of life, drama, pathos, and humor, end quote. And I think that fits appropriately for this week based on the cheddar that we had. Don't you think, Soph? I agree completely. So that wraps us up. Sophie, do you have anything else you want to add? Nope, I am... That's all I have to say for this week. Okay. Well, I I didn't get prepared this week, but I want to let you know, Sophie, that for next week, I'm thinking of introducing at the end of every show a special, um, almost like a charity fundraiser. Hmm. And I have picked out a very appropriate, um, for us as a family charity to focus on and I thought we would just um, mention them and see about if anyone is interested in donating and we'll make a donation as a family as well um, to this cause and we'll talk about it next week because I don't have a website or anything like that 
but I think it'd be neat to focus on them and maybe give them some support um, from now until the end of the year. And then we'll focus on a new one when we start the new year. I like that idea. That is a wonderful idea. Okay. Well, as we wrap up, let me just say that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Sophie, thank you for joining me. I love the background and I love that you're doing well down in Florida. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to talking to you next week. And guys, we will will see you on the road. road. Bye. Bye.